welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimonakos, and I am with Nicholas Matsulsop. This is an episode, another one of three questions. First question What's your favorite astrological technique? Using the unmutant of pregnancy. Um, I, I use it um, in perfections, and I use it um, in transit, and I love it. Can't live without it. Can, uh, some of my listeners are actually beginners, and uh, uh, some of them know their thing. But regardless of that, can you give me a little bit more uh, of a personal take and connection to this technique? Right. So most, so I'm a fertility astrologer. So most people think when they look at a chart and they want to decide if they're going to have children or how difficult it is it's going to be for them to have children, they look to the ruler of the fifth house cusp and they think that that has the final say. But Omar of Tiberas, a Persian astrologer, he decided that there were a lot more things that go into getting pregnant, including your physical body um, and your ability to, to have good luck. And so he devised the unmutant of pregnancy, which has seven points. So we take the ruler of the ascendant, the degree of the ascendant, the ruler of the moon, the degree of the moon, the ruler of the fifth house cusp, and the degree of the fifth house cusp, and the actual position of Jupiter. And then we finally look and see if there's a planet in the fifth house, and we give that planet an extra five points. And we give five points for rulership, four points for exaltation, three for all three Dorothean triplicities, two for term, and one for face. And then we find out which planet is the unmutant of pregnancy. And it could be Saturn, and it could be Mars, in which case you're very lucky because you've halved the number of malefics that can ruin things for you, and you've doubled your chances. <laughs> yeah, uh, as, as uh, the beginning of your answer of, uh, on the surface level of most people uh, in the astrology world, regardless of so-called level, there, it's that simplicity of just looking at the fifth house and thinking it's that simple. But after what you just said, <laughs> it isn't. But it is in the end. After looking at all those calculations, so on and so forth. Yes, because it's one planet will be the unmutant of pregnancy. And you then appraise that planet in terms of that planet's dignity and placement and, and the aspects to that planet. And you can make a judgment on exactly how difficult or challenging or easy it's going to be. Thank you for answering the first question. Second question. What's your earliest memory connected to astrology? Uh, I went to a party when I was 11, and as I walked through the door, a really handsome, cool-looking guy came to me and said, what's your birth sign? And I didn't know, and I was devastated. And then he said to me, no, you just tell me when you were born. He said, oh, you're a Capricorn, and I just never forgot that. <laughs> Thank you for answering the second question. Um, the last question. Is there anything you're reading book-wise, so on and so forth, that has nothing to do with astrology? And before you answer that, lot, many of my astrologers and friends who have answered this question say everything's connected to astrology. But uh, and there's, then there's the thing of like specific books about astrology, and I'm looking at something outside of that. Is there anything you're reading these days that's, that's like that? Well, I'm revisiting um, my, my dissertation at the moment, so I'm rereading a book called Placebo and, um, by David Jopling, and it's basically a medical anthropology on the ethical background um, to placebos and how one can use them and the fact that the medical fraternity understand how powerful it is 
and it's I think it's got a lot to do with um, medical astrology and I think it's got a lot to, to do with um, medical anthropologies and it's it's very informative for me but I'm also reading um, Roger Scruton and I'm reading a lot of philosophy um, and uh, a, a narrative so it's it's for, for me narrative is is the key to everything you know we our charts are a story of self-identity and kind of where we find meaning and, and, and the story of our lives and how stories are constructed. So, yeah, that's what I'm reading at the moment. Yes, um, and I, I, I like what you just said about narrative. I always, when I talk to my clients, put them in the setting as in they were a character on stage at an opera. Not a play, an opera. And, and the narratives that are created and the operatic stories and the different ones that are interweaving and they're all different characters but all those different characters are really in one person just like all the different planets and different aspects and all the different ways we look at a chart but really there's this mixing of narratives and, and, and but then the one big narrative you know so I really like how you came across uh, with what you said so thank you Yes, and thank you for answering the third question and, and for being on the podcast today. Where can people find you and know more about you? So if you Google Fertility Astrology, you'll find my website, which is www.fertilityastrology.com. I have um, an Instagram account, I've got a Facebook page, and I have an app. Yes, you do, and I'm going to add something here you can get me more information on. You have an incredible book that you published. When, when did you publish uh, your book? That was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Seems like yesterday to me, but <laughs> it was 2014. What's the name of your book? It's called Fertility Astrology, a modern medieval textbook. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Nicholas. Thanks for having me.